felt like I had a good grasp. Like I felt like I knew a lot of what went into being a parent. And then we're in the hospital and he has this poop that looks like tar that they put on the roads. I had no yeah. idea about that. No one ever told me about that. Oh, no one yeah. ever told me that's a thing. Yeah. So I'm doing this by myself at this, at this point. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but this poop is stuck to him. It is black. It is tarry. <laughs> and then uh, while I'm sitting there trying to figure out what's going on, he pees on his own face. Hey, welcome to Rec Reflect. Today, we are honored to have our guest, Jeff Ashay in here. He's the chair of Legislative Branch of TRAPS, as well as being the director of Harker Heights. Uh, Jeff talks to us about his passion for legislation, how he got involved with TRAPS legislation, and how you can get involved, too. We also give Jeff some uh, unsolicited parenting advice. Yeah, and it's so appreciated. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. What's up, Jeff? You there? I'm here. Jordan, how are you? How's life? Making it. Yeah. Making it. How about okay, for you? So is that, Will told me you have a newborn. Is that right? Four weeks. Four weeks old. Ooh, how you feeling? Uh, not a lot of sleep. He does a lot better on no sleep than I do. <laughs> uh, but we're feeling pretty good. We're feeling pretty good. Going back to work was... Uh, was I think more rough on the wife than it was on me. So okay. did but, you take a paternity leave or yeah, I took three weeks. So I was very lucky to be able to do that. That's awesome. So hey Will. What's up, William? Hey Will. Hey. Your your text mm. made me tear up a little bit. That's what I was going for. Jeff, Always. I don't know if you know me and Will's dynamic, but Will's a bit of a bully. <laughs> I've, I've listened to the podcast. So I, get a, I get a sense of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, okay. So you, where are you at again, Jeff? Harker Heights. You're in Harker. That's right. Yep. I don't know why I was. I think I was thinking Halton, but I knew that that wasn't right. Yeah, we're we're not uh, super well known. We get overshadowed by Colleen and Temple, the bigger, the bigger yeah. small communities in our area. Yeah, do you, uh, is that is that something like that? Harker Heights can combat, or is that like yeah, it's just kind of the nature of the beast. Oh no, we just we're we're doing it by just being better than everybody else. Hey man, that's the best way. It's just high quality. Yeah, yeah, we're putting our name out there. That's awesome. Putting ourselves on the map. Oh, what's going on, fellas? Oh, no, not much. Got, uh, what's up? You got your your. No, I you got the I mic. Got put on emergency daddy duty a little bit. Oh yeah, there's the mic. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got put on some emergency daddy duty today, so I'm a. I might be muted a little bit, and I'll be running off and checking on this little two year old or three year old. Yeah, no. How's, hey, your, how's your Jeff? You just had a baby, right? Well, your wife. Yeah. Yep. Yep. How's that going? It's um. He is. Uh, sleeping, eating, and pooping, just like he's supposed to. Hey, <laughs> nothing, nothing better in life. Just yep. eat, poop, and sleep. Just be hey, okay. Be really cute. What is something that you learned, like immediately as a father, that you were thinking, like, how come nobody told me that? You know what's funny? So I'm a little older for my first. I'm 32, I guess. I'm, I don't. I don't know how that. I guess oh, you know. So not in my 20s. Um, and so I felt like I had a good grasp, 
Like I felt like I knew a lot of what went into being a parent. And then we're in the hospital and he has this poop that looks like tar that they put on the roads. I had no yeah. idea about that. No one ever told me about that. Oh, no one yeah. ever told me that's a thing. Yeah. My wife had a C-section. She was a little bit out of it. So I'm doing this by myself at this, at this point. And I'm like, something's wrong with my baby. I don't know what's going on, but this poop is stuck to him. It is black. It is tarry. And then uh, while I'm sitting there trying to figure out what's going on, he pees on his own face. Uh, so I wasn't. Oh, yeah. I, I, was oh, yeah. I feel like everything else, I at least mentally knew what to expect. That doesn't mean it's been easy, obviously, but I at least knew what to expect. I had no idea about the tar poop. Oh, yeah. So, so Jordan, oh. you're at Angelo State, huh? Yes, sir. So how long have you been there? This is the end of my seventh year. Okay. I spent my, I graduated from A&M, but I spent my first two and a half years at Angelo State. Yeah. Doing what? Uh, I was doing, I was doing journalism at that time. Okay. And then um, just realized I really wanted to write for newspapers and we all see how that's gone for newspapers. So I got out of that. And <laughs> Good call. Got, in, got into the right industry. Yes. Parks and Rec, much more lucrative. Oh, that is so interesting. So what made you, so you, is that like you saw the change coming and they're like, I don't want any part of it. Or that you're like, yeah. you, did you feel the pull of the dark side of wreck? No. So it's funny. I actually was, I transferred A&M halfway through my junior year. So I was too far in, I, I got a degree in communication from A&M. And so I kind of stayed in the same area. I didn't really do wreck until, didn't choose wreck until I graduated already. When you were at AM, did you know about RPTS? No. The department. No. Okay. And I had I would have changed had I had I known about it. You know, that's when one of the things that happens when you when you come in uh, you know, as a junior, you you're just kind of you don't do all of the uh, you know, the fish camp. You're like, just get me through this. I just wanna I just wanna go to class. I wanna go back home, you know, go to work. But uh, when I was at Angelo, you know, in high school and all that stuff, I wrote for the newspaper, newspaper editor, all that. I love physical newspapers. I kind of still do. I have an obsession with actual newspapers. Um, and then when things, you know, I was in college, my freshman year was 2007. So around that time, that's when things really start going online and everyone's got a blog and every newspaper is going online and all that. And I just, the way you write for online is different. You know, you're, I mean, now we all know, but at the time it really was that the undercurrent was, you know, you got a right to get clicks um, rather than writing for your reader. And I didn't like it. So I, I went away from it at that time. Was there any other field that was pulling you towards it? Like how, how did it, how did, how was wreck the thing that. Yeah, I started, I started at, when I went to AM, I was going to work in sports. So I decided I'll go to AM. I had some friends there. I'll go to a big sports school. Um, and you know, didn't grow up in Aggie. Like there was no Aggie pool for me. I was just, I had some friends there, went there. And of course, you know, drank Kool-Aid pretty quickly. But, uh, but yeah, I figured being in a bigger uh, university that had some, you know, high quality sports programs, I would. Would you call it high quality though, really? Okay. Uh, well, uh, well-financed sports programs. Amen. Okay. So Jeff, I am an Aggie as well. Will likes to drop bombs on the aggies that he I'm does very, he's not a fan i'm very anti-aggie we can't a, we can't all be we can't all be perfect well, well I, I know I, I know i am and you guys are have that one flaw going for yourselves unfortunately we've got our network will yeah i know i know 
You got that. I even have an email that says that. You can you can come say hi real quick. Hi. What's up, man? Hi. This is what you have to look forward to, Jeff. This cra- kind of craziness. Okay, go back. Hey, hey Henry. We'll be there soon. We're going to hey, leave wait. you in the podcast. It's not a Daniel problem. We're going to keep you in. Yeah. I'm recording, so you say hi to all the people. Say hi, all people. Tell this. Say hi, all you people. Hi, all people. Hi. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> uh, all right, do we want to jump into this thing? Yeah, I do. I me too. I'm always recording it. You no, you go back. You go back, Jordan. What are what? Okay, let's give Jeff some advice because all of us strive to be perfect parents and never let our kids watch TV. Jordan, are your girls are are they TV people? Are your girls watch TV? And what do they watch if they do? Oh, okay, yeah. Um. So the okay. So the research that. Uh, that is out there about uh, screen time and everything. Uh, yeah. The newer research is all about like social media uh, mm. and like mindlessly watching TV. So we don't like during the week, we don't like turn on the TV as a babysitter, but mm-hmm. like we will have a movie night where we'll watch. Oh, we did. We watched uh we had a movie night when soul came out on Disney plus. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so we they watch stuff. Um, they're my kids are weird because, I mean, they're my kids, so they're weird by extension of my weirdness. But of course, uh, like they love that we don't have cable. We have like we do the subscription streaming stuff, um, but we have Hulu, and they love to watch Chopped. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, because me and my wife watch it a lot, and I like to watch it to get ideas of to cook things and so they have just picked up on that and they're like saturday morning y'all want to y'all want to watch a few episodes of chopped and they're like thank you so much daddy uh henry's a big fan of master chef you guys ever watch you ever watch master chef with gordon chopped is actually the only food show that i've really watched and i really enjoy it but that's pretty funny yeah uh well i don't know if you're like a big disney person who gets they watch a lot of disney or not but they there's a show on disney called bluey you ever heard of Bluey, Jordan? It's like this Australian TV show. It's these dogs who live as people. And it's like the best show. Like, kid, no show kid. It's the best show I've ever seen in my life. It's like so cute. And so the, my kid doesn't have the attention span to really sit and watch TV too much. So he gets up pretty quick and wants to, like, play hockey in the house right now. Is what he's doing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. I highly, highly recommend that show. It's not, it's not like, overly silly. And it's good because it's all about like the parents and the kids having like interaction. It's not just the kids. And so my kid loves Bluey for sure. That's his that's his little go-to show. Solid. Yeah. yeah. So I, I recommend that one if you guys are looking for a good parenting show. Uh so yeah, so that's what you have to look forward to, Jeff. Awesome. I can't wait. I love cartoons. We can go. <laughs> it's gonna be what I do anyways. Uh, it gives, I think it gives me a good excuse because I watch Soul. Like, we watch Soul as like a family. We sit down and watch Soul. And then we just recently watched Raya and The Last Dragon. And like, those are two movies that I was like really looking forward to seeing, kid or no kid. But now I have the excuse of like, oh, well, my kid wants to watch it. So I should probably watch it. I'm so excited for everything that goes along with that, not just TV. We were talking the other day about um, my wife and I have done it a couple times, gone, gone to the zoo. But oh, yeah. But you always feel when it's just you and you're, wife and you're 30 you know you just wander around the zoo it's like yeah but you know we, we don't want to hang around here too too long 
but I cannot wait to go do stuff like that. And, I, and he's probably gonna be way too young and I'm gonna be taking him to the zoo. He's not gonna understand anything that's going on. He's gonna be four months old and there's no point taking him there, but it's just for me really. No, you know, dude, that's how, that's how our guy is. And my wife got a membership for the zoo this last year and they go usually like maybe once or twice a month and they just, they love it. Like they love it. He's been going to the zoo since he was like probably around, you know, six to 12 months kind of age. And he still loves just sitting there and just watching them. Like, I'm so with you. That's what we do. We'll just go and just sit. And, you know, like most people at the zoo are just very fast. They're like, okay, I got to hit all these different things. But like when you go a few times, like he'll sit and watch the gorillas for like a good 15, 20 minutes and just be just staring at the grills the whole time. And it's so fun. Cause like once you sit there and watch them for a while, then you see them like what they're really actually doing. So yeah, I'm so with you, man. Isn't it, it's also pretty good to get, just get in the habit of doing things like dude over the week, through the week, you're tired. You get to the weekends. You just want to take naps and stay in, but like making it the habit early on, they're like, this is what we do as a family. I think that's really awesome. Even if, even if it's not for them, yeah, it will be later. It's for them, air quotes. You know, quote unquote, podcast, because uh, air quotes. You know, hey, when they get they get eight years old and they said, "Dad, let's let's go hiking at the the the, the local state park or something that's near," they're like, "Yeah, let's do it. That's what we do." Yeah, yeah, and all of our kids have the benefit of being parks kids just right from the bat, right off the bat. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so are is so are we are we saying that we're going to start a, uh, a unofficial union of parks people? that we're raising super Rex, like our kids. I think, yeah. I think that's, I think that should be a, another branch of traps. 30, 30 years from now, 30 years from now, we'll have to have them listen to this episode of the podcast while, while they're all running their own parks and rec departments and being president of traps. They'll all look back things. on the way that we talk and how we're talking about rec, about the way that you're like, Oh my God. Like how did we look back at like the forties? The transatlantic yeah. accent, you're like, nah, Will, you're a real scrabbly biff. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. That is pretty. So, funny. Jeff, you okay? So, you We're are the outgoing. What was the role in the young professionals branch? Yeah, I'm the I'm the past chair of the future and young professionals. Gotcha. Current chair of the legislative task force. Ooh. Explain your role with that a little bit. So the legislative task force, uh, you know, has historically it's done a lot of work with traps in, in terms of keeping the membership, um, you know, it, just in the know on what's going on at the Capitol. Uh, it, it really focuses around stuff at the state level. So it doesn't really get too, too far into federal, I guess, unless there was something um, really pressing. But I've not uh, in the six years I've been kind of following it, I've not seen anything federal. It's all been state level stuff. So, um, you know, for example, today sent out a call to action, uh, just sent it out uh, to uh, legislative task force and then the trap state office got that sent out to membership. So things like that. So asking for people to get involved in the legislative process, helping people understand because um, it's a lot and I'm, I'm learning that as well. You know, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in this field. Um, somebody who is very interested in it and understands the gist of it and is now learning, you know, trial by fire. Um, I'm getting into it right in the middle of the session. Um, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of information. There's a lot of moving parts. And so it's really trying to assist the TRAPS membership in understanding what is going on in Austin and how it's going to affect them. 
Now, now, how did you get interested in the legislative side of stuff? Because you know, obviously, you're you're a busy guy. You're doing parks and recreation, directing for Hi- uh, Highland Heart. What, what's remind me of the name you said again? Highland Heart. Sorry, Highland Heart. Parker Heights, so busy disrespectful of you, Will. I know. I'm sorry. And I even have it pulled get, right here. We're, we're putting ourselves it. on the map. That will that will never be a mistake. That happens again. Jeff, sorry, he sorry. knew he just meant to be rude. <laughs> I wanted to be like you're insignificant. Other place. <laughs> no, no. So, so you're a busy guy, right? And then like, then you're also interested in this legislative stuff. Like, what got you so interested on in the legislative side of things in parks and recreation? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, it's uh, I have. I had and currently have a fantastic mentor in this. Um, his name is Jerry Bark. He was the legislative chair uh, for uh, many years. He, he did it, I believe, in the 90s and in the 2000s and came back around and did it recently and was the legislative chair uh, this last uh, legislative session when Prop 5 was passed. So he's done a lot. Uh, was just honored by TRAPS uh, with the Dan Whitworth Fellow Award because of his work as a parks and rec director, but also because of his work legislatively. Um, and so he was the parks and recreation director in Harker Heights, the first and only that we had, we're a fairly young city uh, for about 25 years, is now our assistant city manager. Um, I took his spot in, uh, in, in work and then also kind of followed, you know, rode his coattails into the legislative arena as well. Um, just having an inside, you know, uh, kind of track on what was going on being able to walk down the hallway, talk to him, ask how ask how his trips to the Capitol were going and how things were progressing down in Austin. Just I got really interested in it, in having a, an expert in the field, you know, uh, right right down the hall. Certainly, uh, you know, drew me in a lot quicker. So I know I know you mentioned a little bit about that Prop Five in there. So um, you know I know a few of us were keeping an eye on that. I know you're very involved with the Prop Five stuff that happened a couple of years ago. Can you explain to listeners real quick what Prop 5 was and why it's so important that it got passed um, when it did? Yeah, so uh, Prop 5 was, I mean, that's the that's what it was called on the ballot in November of 2019. But uh, really, this was a constitutional dedication of sporting goods sales tax, uh, sporting goods sales tax revenues to Texas Parks and Wildlife. Um, really, in a, in a kind of uh, official but not constitutional uh, sense, that those funds have been appropriated for Texas Parks and Wildlife since 1993, I believe it was. Um, but, you know, there was no, like I said, there was no constitutional dedication of those funds. So anytime there was a budget shortfall somewhere, the legislature could get together and they could move those funds somewhere else. So it, in a sense, I, I think the number is about 40%. I think only about 40% of those sporting goods sales tax revenues actually went to Parks and Wildlife from 93 to 2019 when this was passed. Some some years were better than others, um, but for the most part, I think that was the basically the average. Um, now, as we all know, as parks and rec professionals, you know, parks and recreation issues have pretty broad support, uh, you know, across you know partisan lines. They're they're supported by uh, both sides of the of the uh, ticket there and. So it finally got on the uh, on the um, uh, the ballot in, in 2019 to, to constitutionally dedicate those funds to Texas Parks and Wildlife. So now all of the sporting goods sales tax revenue that's generated by uh, you know bike sales, uh, sporting goods in terms of like baseball equipment, soccer equipment, all that stuff in Texas, that sales tax revenue goes straight to Texas Parks and Wildlife. 
And in turn, we see the benefit uh, as cities and counties through the recreational grants programs. So local parks grants, uh, the building that I'm sitting in right now was, was built with a recreational, uh, with a local parks grant in 2000. Uh, it was a half million dollar grant. And I know, you know, a lot of cities uh, and counties across the state have benefited from that. So now that money is going to be there. We know it's going to be there. Um, and it's, uh, it was a, hard, to, hard to overstate how massive of a win that was for, for our industry. Now you went to the Capitol and got to do a lot of involvement with that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, a little bit more, again, just, just being down the hallway from, from Mr. Bark, uh, you know, he would let me know when he was going down to testify in support. And, um, and so I would get to go down there, sit in the audience and, and be there while, uh, he and some other very important faces in this industry were, you know, spouting the importance of what's going on here to, to our legislators. Uh, but then, you know, also, and we can talk about this a little bit uh, as well, but the Walk the Halls um, event that TRAPS does every two years during the legislative session uh, is, you know, one of the most fun things I've done since getting into this field. Um, it's just, and it, the first time you do it, it's a little nerve wracking, but it does really give you a sense of being involved. You, you get to talk to the legislators or their staff most of the time, honestly. Um, but again, we're not taking really contentious topics to these legislators. We're taking things that they want to talk about. You can very easily get a legislator or their staff talking about their parks and rec experience growing up or in their neighborhood or what have you. So it's a really fun experience. And, and yeah, I, I was lucky enough to be a part of that, uh, when traps had some, uh, you know, events at the, at the Capitol. Very cool. Yeah. I like that. So, and so, um, now you're the legislative chair working on these things. What are some things that are facing us as uh, members of TRAPS, us in Parks and Recreation, what we need to be aware of um, coming up in this next year in 2021, all these bills that are out there, and how can we get involved in helping out you know, with these, with these bills? Yeah. Well, here's, I, I will say this. At, at this point in the session, you know, we're about 30 days out from the session ending. We're in the last 30 days. Um, so a lot of what's going to happen is already happening and now they're just kind of molding it. Um, and unfortunately in Texas, you know, legislative sessions uh, are only every two years. So, you know, once this ends, uh, we'll be looking at 2023 for the next time that we can, we can address some of the issues. Uh, however, what I will say, the first thing I would do, if this is something that interests somebody who's listening, uh, is jump on the TRAPS website, take a look at the Bill Watch, which is uh, our list of bills that are relevant to parks and recreation in the industry. Um, you know, most of them we deem uh, that we're just going to monitor them. We don't necessarily say as a legislative task force that we support or oppose uh, most of them. Um, and you'll kind of see why as you go through that. You know, there's some really big picture items. There's the, the bill relating to raising the minimum wage in Texas. Um, you know, there is the community censorship bill that uh, one of our partners, Texas Municipal League, is, is um, kind of dealing with uh, for us, uh, all the way down to, um, you know, financing certain sports uh, and community venue projects. Uh, and a lot of these bills sometimes are bracketed towards small areas. So we've we listed all there um, and we try to do our best in terms of catching everything. But you know, we I, we just found out about a couple of bills that are related to Parks and Rec this week, uh, and you know, you, some some things. There's thousands of bills that get filed every session, so 
it's almost impossible to, to see everything. But um, just familiarize yourselves with that um, and contact your legislators uh, if there's something that impacts your community in particular. Um, but what I will say is as you get more involved with traps, uh, you know, we will send out occasional, like I said earlier, you know, I sent out a call to action today uh, for people to call their legislators. This is in term, uh, in regard to um, appropriation riders that will kind of go along with the, the local parks grants. Um, a lot of times these legislators will have little pet projects. Um, they'll have maybe a park in their uh, district or, or some sort of facility, some historical facility that they want to get built and they uh, attach a rider to uh, the appropriations bill the you know, the um, where they get their funding and, and, and where they deem how much Texas Parks and Wildlife has and all that stuff. And what it does is it takes away money from the cities that are trying to go into the recreational grants process and compete for those funds. You know, a lot of, uh, not a lot of them, all of the, the recreation grants done by Texas Parks and Wildlife have a, a max, they have a cap on how much you can get. Um, for example, the local parks grant, most you can get is $500,000 and it's a 50-50 match. However, some of those riders, uh, one of them is up to $10 million that they're funding a, a facility. Uh, and um, so the call to action that we sent out today, uh, which again, this is, this is as important as anything that we're, we're doing, uh, is to you know voice opposition to all of those riders, and not to say we oppose those facilities being built. Obviously, those are great for whatever community that they're going to be built in. But um, those communities, those cities uh, need or counties need to go through the competitive grant process, just like the rest of us have to do. And so, um, essentially, I'd say that you know the most important thing at this point, after you know the passage of that constitutional amendment uh, that you know, designate sporting good sales tax revenues to Texas Parks and Wildlife. Now we have to protect that money. So now we have to make sure, this, you know, we're going to get more funds in those accounts. We have to make sure that those funds go to the right place and that they get into that, uh, that competitive grant process and that we all have an opportunity to, uh, you know, earn some of those funds with projects that we're doing. So there's a lot of different ways. Uh, but what I will say is as you get more involved with traps, um, you know, make sure that you're on your on the email distribution lists and things like that. We will make calls uh, for our membership to get involved. And so what I'll say is when you get those uh, re requests for a call to action, take it, um, make sure that you contact your legislator. And, it, you know, that'll also go a long way towards building those relationships with your representatives. Hey, I do have a question. So I'm, I'm a professor, so I mainly deal with very young college students and they're getting into the field. Um, I can see uh, young people, early 20s, being very overwhelmed and not understanding everything. And so in my mind, I think a great first step is to get involved with the FYP and the legislative branch. How can those young rec professionals get more involved in the legislative branch? What would be the avenue for them to, to start reaching out and learn more? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to answer a part of that. And then I, I'm going to kind of throw that question back to Will. Um, I would say the, the most important thing is to join the future young professionals branch first, before you decide to also get involved in the legislative task force. Again, legislative task forces, uh, you know, it, it'd be great for, for the, some of those young professionals to uh, come on and, and listen in on the call and, and 
uh, get some of that information, but it is overwhelming. Um, and I'd, I'd be lying if I said some of it wasn't overwhelming to me as a, as a professional who's been in the you know, industry almost a decade. So uh, the FNYP has a uh, legislative uh, person who actually is, is also on this call. Uh, and so, you know, the, the idea is that the Future and Young Professionals uh, branch can give that information to the Future and Young Professionals in a way that's a lot easier to digest, a lot easier to act on. Uh, because again, most important thing here is that when there's a, a call to action that gets put out or when the walk the halls is scheduled, uh, we need strength in numbers. You know, we, we need as many people to be involved in that as we can, because that's when our voice is really heard. Uh, and traditionally, the young professionals have stepped up and students have really stepped up. The walk the halls, the reason that the numbers are so high at the walk the halls uh, the past two that I've gone to, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll shout out specifically Texas State, uh, has there it is. That's really it is. shown out. Um, and so we where need Where was A and M? Where was A and M for this whole thing? No, I, I've I've asked the same question. So Aggies that are listening, um, you know, got to show up. But uh, but yeah, so I think things like that make it a lot easier for young professionals to uh, to get involved. And, and yeah, it is. It's a lot. Yeah, no. So I'll add on that. And so I got, I got lucky enough. Jeff kind of knows obviously that um, I'm the legislative chair for the FNYP branch and it kind of happened in a little bit of an instant. Um, if we, when we were there, it was like, Hey, does anybody want to do the legislative stuff? And I was like, sure, I'll do it. I'd love to do it. And so um, I'm thankful to have, that's why I wanted to set this whole thing up. It's just not really, we're not even recording any of this, Jeff. This is just me getting more insight on how to be better as a legislative lens. This whole podcast is a, is a sham now. Um, no, I, I think you're spot on because what I've noticed in my brief time with FMYP and Jeff, you can probably back this up, is like there's just such passion in that group, right? And Jordan knows. Jordan knows you got a bunch of young, hungry kids. I want to call them kids. Young, hungry professionals who are trying to grasp as much as they can about this new field they're in, right? And I think a lot of us know examples of of young people who are trying to get more involved, trying to do more uh, and trying to be active. And I, I think especially now, especially the generation coming up, um, and, you know, like I said, Jordan, you might be able to add in more on this too, is that, um, you know, the millennials are phasing out of college, right? It's not really the millennials in college anymore. I think it's the Gen Z group that's starting to get into college, right, Jordan? Yep. And we, so okay, like we have this, all of us are millennials. Yeah, right. And now I don't feel old. And so it's like these young kids who are coming who are passionate, and I think they're also very socially aware, Right. Like we all know how socially aware they are. And I think they want to find ways to get involved. Um, and I think FYP, like Jeff said, is, is a fantastic avenue to get involved and to learn and, and meet new people like that. But then from there, hopefully, if your legislative chair is, is OK in FNYP, uh, you'll learn more about how you can get involved and you'll get to grasp things from Jeff and the group that um, I, I got to. I will tell you, like Jeff and I had the meeting. Not uh, We had the meeting last week, this last week, and Jeff got up there and he's like, these are the bills, House Bill 3223. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I mean, like this guy has to go through so much. And so there's a lot of effort being put into this project. And we're trying to decipher all this political talk, right? And all these different things into why it makes sense to us. And to listen to Jeff kind of talk about it, I thought it was really cool and gave me a, a really good perspective on why these things are so important. So um, that being said, I'll make sure I'll have my Facebook post soon out, Jeff, I promise. <laughs> good. Well, guys, we, we are running up on our time limit, and we still have to do our, our have-tos. 
Will, do you want me to, or do you want to ask him? You got it, Jordan. Take it over. All right. So uh, have you listened to the podcast before? You've listened to episodes? All right. Every time we have a guest, we ask them. Wait, wait. Can we ask him a new, what's been your favorite episode so far? Uh, you know, I just spot. listened to, I thought the most entertaining one was the one about the, uh, I can't remember her name. I'm sorry, but the, the, the Whataburger, uh, and back uh, Whataburger possums. Yeah. I actually just used something I learned from her in the, uh, in our, 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 uh, staff meeting this morning, which was everything you do is marketing. I just, it, it seems so simple, but I had never really heard it, um, kind of thrown out there like that. So we just talked about how, you know, our grounds crew is working on our marketing, you know, and our, our rec staff is doing marketing for us. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, putting stuff on Facebook, but anyways, that I, I really love Shout that. Hey, shout out and Beck. Cause I don't know if you guys saw that post at trap share. They had a recent in Mansfield. They had a recent post just go like totally viral. Did you guys see that? Oh, the guys doing the, you know, you know, yeah, feeling cute, might delete later. And I think, and, you know, being their market, like she's, that was just awesome. It was so great. And like you said, they're always, you're always marketing. And that was just fantastic. All of your guests have been great though. That doesn't mean that any of them weren't, weren't great. So I don't want to. No, that's that's a good one. I like that. That's a good choice. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, Jordan, whenever you're ready. I I like that you said, go ahead. And then you immediately cut me off. I did. Well, I just felt like most times we ask people like, hey, do you listen to the podcast? And like, yeah, yeah, I've heard an episode or two, but I really do believe that Jess, Jeff is supporting us and lis- listening to us. I always, I fully expect everybody to answer no. Like you, yeah. you, you have five listeners and two of them are each of your wives. So, um, and now we know the other, the other fifth person is Jeff. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jeff. Okay. So like baseball players, they have walkout songs to go bat. If you had a walkout song, what would it be? Oh my goodness. Um, if I had a walkout song, um, man, that is such a tough question. You know what? I'm going to go back to, this is a really weird probably answer, but I'm going to go back to high school because this was one of the, just the greatest feelings was walking out to a corn song called blind when we played basketball. Oh my gosh. So just, I don't even really listen to the band corn, but that song just got me really, really hyped up. I think it still would. I think if I listen to that before a council meeting, I'm going to go into that thing just ready to go. Blood a pumping. Okay. Blood a pumping. All right. Um, the next question. Uh, one of the things that Will uh, thought that would be a really cool idea, and I agreed with him, is that after he got, I'm still so salty about it. He got to interview Dr. Brown and 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 Tom Norquist face to face, and he asked them, "How do you inject play into your everyday? Like, how do you recreate every day? So how do how do you inject play into your daily life?" Well, I mean, the, the obvious answer is to try to actually actively participate in recreation. So whether that's going out and running um, and, or, you know, uh, occasionally back when we could play five on five basketball, being, you know, going into our open gym and, and playing with the, the, the young guys that go in there and play. Um, but I think a better answer, maybe a more of a leader answer is to uh, to actually go out and, and kind of have fun with our staff and have conversations with our staff that have nothing to do with work. Um, and particularly outside, I, I really like visiting our ground staff and, and you know, not being in my office every once in a while. Um, you know, none of us got into this so that we would be behind a computer 40 hours a week. So I think that's probably the, the best way that I uh, have found to do that. Amen. Well, was there any other ones? 
or was that the no that no I, I love how but I do always love how Jordan you always like to to tell our 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 guests give us the last note give us the uh, if you could summarize this this whole conversation and if you could really get not only the young people but the other people involved in Parks and Rec for a long time like how can you get them involved in legislation and why it's important give us that last word Jeff uh, well you know. It, it is so important. And, it, and it's, uh, if you don't know why it's important, again, go take a look at that bill watch and just see how much of what you do is impacted by what they do in Austin. Um, for, for good, for better, for worse. Um, and, and I'll say, you know, again, we, we get into this uh, because of the relationships. We get into this because a lot of times as parks and rec professionals, we're social people. Um, and again, I, I have rarely had more fun uh, than I have when I've done the walk the halls event. So again, we won't have another one of those until the next session. So that'll be 2023. But look forward to that when that is put out, that date is put out by Traps. Put that on your calendar. Uh, it's a fun day down in Austin. Um, you get to you know go to lunch with your your group that you're assigned with. You meet new people. Um, you get to talk with legislators who are excited to talk to you. Uh, that's that's the best way to get involved. And again, unfortunately, we don't have another one of those for a while, but uh, it's very much something to look forward to. Very good. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, guys. 